reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Time now to take our testimony. It's Jeff in the house. Jeff Yamadi. Jeffrey is giving us our testimony this morning. Is Jeffrey here? All right. Put your hands together for Jeffrey. All right. Amen. Come tell us what the Lord has done for you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. My name is Jeffrey Amaglo from Humility Zone. Eric Asamoa is my zona pastor. And I want, to, I want to share a testimony to encourage all of us to come for the heaven will answer prayer service. Amen. This coming Saturday will be our heaven will answer service. And the previous Saturday, I was suffering from an illness called UTI or urinary tract infection. Meaning my bladder became weak, which causes me to renate frequently. And because of that, I can't sleep. So, I was disturbed. I didn't know what to do. So, as I was here, pastor was praying for some people and he said, okay, if you are sorry for any disease, you should come up. In fact, there was so much power in the room that immediately I got there, the Lord even ministered to me before the pastor even came to me. There was so much power in the room. Pastor didn't even get to me. I was on the floor. So I want to encourage all of us that there is power here. He's all, he always said that there is a pool here. There is something here. And it's true. I've experienced it myself. It's not yes, yes. This one, I've experienced it myself. So I want to encourage all of us that there is power here. God is doing wonderful things in this house. So I want to encourage all of us to bring other people for the Lord to touch. Amen. Amen. Isn't God a merciful God, wonderful God who would always reach us? Amen. Let's rise to our feet this morning and want to welcome our pastor, Pastor Albert Akins. Put your hands together for Pastor Akins. Hallelujah. Now, for those of you who, I just want to comment about the testimony the young man gave. If you don't know what it is, you might think it is a small thing. When you have that condition, you don't sleep at night. Every now and then, you are waking up to pass urine. You wake up in the morning, you are restless, you are tired. You go through the day, you have no focus. But by the power in the name of Jesus, he came for the prayer service, which is coming on this Saturday. And he didn't even know what had happened to him. I don't know whether he said all that. But after some days, he realized that, you see, Sometimes a problem leaves your life and you are not even aware that it is gone because it goes in such a way that it's not spectacular. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. We invite our sister Mariami to bless us with a powerful song.
the seeds we are about to receive to bear great fruits. We thank you. We bless you. And we are saying that Lord, let your spirit come and fill this place. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. You may please be seated. I want to welcome you to church this morning. And uh, we have just stepped into a brand new month 
and you are going to enjoy brand new blessings. You are going to enjoy blessings you've not experienced. And you are going to experience God in a very new way. Amen. So, um, today, I want to ask you to please turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 11. We read the words of Jesus. Matthew chapter 11. I want to share something very brief with you. And then we'll take our communion for healing. Somebody's going to be healed today as we take the communion. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 28. Jesus speaking throws an invitation to everyone. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Come unto me. Just one verse right there. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The message I'm preaching this morning is titled, Come Unto Me. Come Unto Me. And I want to read another scripture, maybe two more scriptures. And then I will share something very important. Let's turn our Bibles to John chapter number 10 and read just one verse over there also. John chapter 10. And then we read verse number 16. Verse number 16. Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold. And one shepherd. And finally, I want us to read a short story, just a few parts of a story in the Old Testament. Second Kings chapter seven. Second Kings chapter seven. I'm starting from verse three and I will be jumping. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city. And we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now, therefore, come and let us fall unto the hosts of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the hosts of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses. Even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another. Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites. And the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight. 
and left their tents and their houses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the uppermost, uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried dance, silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried dance also and went and hid it. Then they said one to another, We do not well. This day is a day of good tidings. And we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come that we may go and tell the king's household. So they came and called unto the porter of the city. And they told them, saying, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no man there, neither voice of man, but horses tied, and asses tied, and the tents as they were. And he called the porters, and they told it to the king's house within. Here ends the reading of the word of God. And we say thanks be to God. I said we say thanks be to God. Yes, you must learn how to behave yourself in the church. That was Paul's letter. There's a way to behave in church. And you need to learn how to behave in church. This morning... We've gathered here as Christians, hopefully, who have come to the Lord. But the Lord we have come to is a God who invites people to come to him. That is the God we serve. He invites he always calls people to come to him because he is a God of love. He is a God who cares. He is a God who thinks about the people he has created. So Jesus in Matthew eleven twenty eight, said, come unto me. Come to me. All. Now, the, word, the main word in this verse is the word all. All. And that is a word that must also enter our hearts. It's all. Not some. Not some. All. God always has a bigger picture in mind than our little world view. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That is what God wants to do for all of us. And fortunately, and by his grace, you and I find ourselves in church. You and I find ourselves in the house of God, of course. I'll tell you that many of us have not sat down to analyze how blessed we are to be in church. We've not sat down to analyze, and, and it is very important for you to always use your mind. It is very, very disturbing when you are in a relationship with someone who does not use his mind. It's a very, very distressing situation to be in. To, to, to give birth to a child who doesn't use his mind. To marry a man 
who doesn't use his mind to have a wife who doesn't use her mind to have a friend who does not use his mind who doesn't analyze when you meet a person like that who who does not put his mind to work you should be very careful you should be very very careful because you 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 can break your heart when you have such relationships because the person does not use his mind the person does not analyze See, when you analyze life a little it will dawn on you strongly the kind of blessing you are in how blessed you are when you think laterally when you think deeply a little you will, you will come to a conclusion that you are blessed. It's a superficial thinkers who always look at the bad side of their lives. What they don't have. In fact, there are some people who relate with God or who see God on the basis of what he has not done. Like their mind about God and their relationship with God, their testimony is always about what God has not done. They are fixated on things that have not happened to them. And they block out and black out all the good things that happened to them. There's a story I used to tell many years ago when I was a very young pastor. Um, I, I'm not sure it's a true story. I don't know whether it's a true story, but it's... It, it, it puts everything into perspective. There was this very poor man. I think he must have had a few things in life, but lost it all, like Job. And uh, he lost everything and also began to sell some of his things just to find something to eat. And he, he sold everything, sold his clothes, until all he had was his underwear and just one underwear obviously if you were that type of person you'll give up on life because it's getting worse and worse and worse you had a house you had furniture you had a car you had things you had a radio you've had to sell all these and by whatever means you've lost all including the clothes on your back so one fine afternoon he decided he was going to end his life by hanging himself. Yes. Hmm. So he climbed a tree, found a rope, tied the noose, and just as he was about to descend or swing to his death, he heard a shout in the farm, a forest where he was not expecting anyone. He was shocked. He looked around in the branches of the tree and found no one. And the person shouted again and realized the person was standing down. And the person told him that he's been following him and watching him. And he's now convinced that he's about to kill himself. And he wants to encourage him to do that. <laughs> so he wants to encourage him to do that. But he just begs of him. He's just begging that. He, that he's not able to climb trees well. You see, the man could have the gift of climbing a tree. Climbing trees. But the man down there lacked that ability to climb trees. He said he lacked that. He, he can't climb and come up there. So he should please remove his underwear and throw it down. <laughs> because he standing down there was naked. He didn't have anything. And so if you have one underwear and you want to end your life, please throw it down. If I get your underwear, I will be able to survive.
But many of us, I'm sure, can have other stories that point to this. That You know, this morning, Sunday morning, if you go to Achimota Forest, there are people there, some even stay overnight. They go with a bottle of water, and they are praying to God. But a lot of them are praying a prayer just to come to, just to become what you are that you are not happy about. That is, you are somebody's prayer topic. Yes. Your, your level, where you are now, somebody there is praying that a man will marry her. A man will marry her. You are married, but you are not happy because you don't have a child. But somebody just wants marriage. <laughs> just mar- if, if, if she can be married and that. One lady told me, she said, I only wish I could even get pregnant and lose the pregnancy. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is the person's prayer. Is that she, she's been, she had been married for about 13, 14 years and had not missed her period even once. Wow. Now, her prayer was that, even that, to, to, be, to be able to say that she got pregnant, did a lab test which showed positive pregnancy, did a scan which showed a little baby there, and after four months, the baby even, um, she miscarries. It is a major breakthrough she is prepared to share even in heaven. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you have one child and you are greedy for more. <laughs> this is the point I'm making. Yeah, that, that one child you have with your husband is not enough. It's like God hasn't done anything for you. Now, now, this morning, I'm talking about the Jesus we are serving. His major statement he makes is that, come to me. And who is he addressing? All. All. And that is why in John 10, 16, he said, there are other sheep. Other sheep who are outside. Who also need to come in. Now, when you analyze your life, and I want to encourage you to be a thinking person, like the hymn which said, when you count your many blessings, you will see what God has done. Somebody is praying for the healing of her kidney disease. You are not married. You don't have a car, but your kidneys are normal. I'm saying that where you are now, somebody is praying that he or she would have what you have that you are not happy about. So when you analyze life and you are just a little grateful, just a little bit grateful that someone like you is sitting in church, Someone like you. See, once again, when you think carefully, carefully realize that by this time, you should be going home to sleep. After four men have slept with you overnight and you don't even know who they were. You don't know how God has been able to arrange for you to be in church today. When you analyze life carefully, some of you who have been in church for even just a year, just a year of hearing the word of God and being, you know, guided, the word of God coming to you, you know, and here also, even the word which comes is very soft. We don't preach with strength. It's like, mild messages that come to soothe you and that come to make you feel comfortable and happy as a Christian. 
<laughs> For just one year, if you analyze carefully, you, you will discover that without that one year of hearing nice messages in church, by this time, you would have been having your outdooring as a JSS boy. Yes. There are SS students who couldn't finish because in their final year, a girl, two girls came to them that they are pregnant. So he has to leave school and start working to buy SMA and uh, Pampers. And not, and yes. Not everybody who is unable to finish school does so because of no money. Some of you would have been fathers. Even a father of a baby you didn't create, but because you were among them, they have just added you. <laughs> so, so if you analyze life carefully, you realize that God has saved you from something as you are sitting here in church. But nobody has brought you money, one million dollars, hundred thousand cities, get some gold. Get some five bags of rice. No. But if you look carefully, you realize that sitting here has saved you from something. I'm telling you. It has saved you from something. It has delivered you from something. That the word you've heard every Sunday, every Tuesday, and even the life of, a, of being a Christian has even made you better at your workplace that your boss likes you. You are now a certain type of darling girl and darling boy in the office. When the word of God comes and guides you, it takes away a certain way of living that has left many devastated. Many are destroyed. Many are destroyed. But you are sitting here today and that is exactly what the four lepers, you see, they were lepers, but their minds were not leprous. They, 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 they couldn't move well. Their limbs had been destroyed by leprosy, but their brain had not been destroyed. They were about to die. They said, if we sit here, we will die. Anyway, if we go there, there's famine there. So let's just go to the Syrians because here is death. There is death. So let's go there because there we may get something. You see, it's a better chance, you know, than just sitting here. So they went on. And once again, the Bible takes a little time to talk about the miracle the miracle between the time they took the decision and their arrival at the tent at the Syrian tent that journey was a journey of a miracle the same way the journey you made from the nightclub to the church from that boy's house to the church it's a miracle that you are sitting here see there have been a series of miraculous arrangements yes it's a miracle. It's a miracle for you to be in church. I mean, there are girls like you who are not in church. Look at your golden brown skin. Golden brown girls don't come to church and come and sit around. A lot of them are in town. Golden brown, crispy brown. It's a miracle. No, no, it's a miracle. How a, a, a pretty girl like you can be sitting in church and you are not the second girlfriend of a rich married man. Yes, who only uses for you for dessert. And will never marry you. Will have, you are just there. Just there, just there. But today you are sitting in church in your right mind about to have your own husband and have your wedding and just have a certain little life. I said the miracle from where you were to where you are, that journey is a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Many of us shouldn't be in church. 
Many of us shouldn't be in church. Some of you, I mean, when I see your face, you, you look just like an armed robber. By this time, you should have finished your operation and you are on your way home. But even with your armed robber looks, the blood of Jesus has cleansed you, polished you up, and put you on a chair in the church. They said, we do not well. You see, you can never say this if you are not the analyzing type. We are not doing well. And by this time, some of you should have told yourself that you are not doing well. Actually, you are wicked. Because where you came from, the people you left don't have what you have. Unless, unless you are not analytical enough to see the good here. You can be here and not see good. You can be here and rather see your unanswered prayer topics. And, and, and not think about the things you never even prayed about that God has already blessed your life with anyway. But what has possessed you are the prayers which have not been answered. That for you to have even come to church, to walk to church, it's a miracle. That by this time you should be paralyzed in a hospital bed. That your journey from your house to church is a miracle because God delivered you this morning from a major accident. But because you are not intelligent, you're not intelligent. They were lepers, but they were intelligent. That is why you see me standing here as if I've not been to school. As if, like, you are the one, you, you went to university. I, I didn't go to university. I mean, I don't have a job. You, you are the one who, who's employed. But what you don't know is that I've been to university more than you, your university. What you are calling university, mine is times three of your university. But, but an intelligent person, when he analyzes, he realizes, no, let person. So we don't do, we are not doing well. <laughs> we are not doing well. I mean, we do not well. We do not well means we are unkind. Wow. We are wicked. Wow. And some of you this morning must accept that you are wicked. Or, 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 either you are very wicked or you are very stupid. No, because, because it's very possible you are not a wicked person. Judging by how you are, you don't look to me like a very wicked person. No, no, not, you are not wicked. You are very kind, but you are very unintelligent. You have leprosy in your brain. Mycobacterium leprae meningitis. Or mycobacterium leprae encephalitis with cavities. I beware. It's, it's a really an I beware. I don't think you are wicked. You may also be wicked. But I, I, I want to really give you the better choice that you are just unintelligent. The guys remembered. This day is a day of good tidings. They were able to isolate the day out of all their days. That today is a special day. Some of you don't know that this season you are in in church is a special season of your life. You don't know because you are not intelligent. <laughs> you just buy hair. You put hair on your head. <laughs> and because your grandmother had big buttocks, you have just inherited big buttocks plus your hair. So you think you are the best in town. But you, you, inside your head, it's just either air or soap bubbles or water or ice cream. But today, may every air go out of your head. May, may your brain cells begin to work. Optimum neuronal activity. 
optimum. May your synapses be intact. Look well, look well. You, 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 this girl sitting here. I'm happy you are a pastor. I'm happy. I'm very happy you are a pastor. Because God has done so much for you. So much for you. But I cannot talk about it because you are wise. Yes. He's done so much for you. Look, 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 look at it. 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 There are many girls like you who don't have this. This is somebody's prayer topic at Achimata Forest. Today you are standing in church with black jacket, black skirt, black suit with a, a, a what, 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 what inner? Sea blue inner. <laughs> yeah. By this time you should be in some uh, Texaco managing director's uh, hotel room with your sexy panties. He's about to just finish with you and just send you out of the room. Only to discover in a few years' time that you have got a, 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 a treponema pallidum infection. <laughs> but look at you. I'm sure you've got a child. Two children. One. I'm happy for you. I wish, I'm telling you, there are women sitting here who have got more than you have. But the difference between you and that lady with a husband and three children who won't do anything is that that woman is very stupid. Yes. It's very possible she couldn't even pass her exams well. The brain doesn't work well. She just can cook. <laughs> she just knows how to make rice and boil egg. <laughs> but the brain doesn't work well. I'm saying, if your, if your brain works well, you will... You will, you will you, you, I mean, how much can you store? How much can you store? Some of you sitting here already. Give me your book. Give me your book. Yes. One day I was looking for my wife. Found a big box with notebooks like this. Plenty notes. I'm not even born again for 32 years. 33 years. Writing notes in church. Boxes. It's just in recent, a few years that one, one is now using iPad and whatever it is to write notes. All the notes you are writing, what are you doing with it? Are you a Christian journalist? <laughs> I mean, how, how much can you write? So there is a time you must tell yourself, enough! It's enough! I also need to go back to where I came from and tell them that there is something happening in the Syrian camp. This is your Syrian camp. You better go back to the king's household and tell them that there is something happening. Let's go. Lepers. Lepers. Is that no? I mean, they ate, they drank. This is the Bible. They ate, they drank, they took gold, they took silver, they took raiment, then they went to hide it. And they came back. Ate. To the next room. Ate. Drank. Took gold. Took silver. Took what raiment. And went to hide. When they came back, they said, it's enough. Tell your neighbor, it's enough. It's enough. It's enough. You're not doing well. Even if you've been to church only for three weeks, it's enough. You have had enough to tell someone that this place is better than having hangovers on Sunday morning. Yes. That this place is better than, 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 than chasing girls who will never satisfy you. It's enough. It's enough. Let me also think about the people that Jesus bade to come. He said, come on to me. All. That's not all. There's more out there than are here. There is no crowd in a church hall that will, that will fit, fit or fill the quota. 
It can, it, this can never be all. There is somebody out there who is waiting for you. Other sheep I have. So this month is dedicated to intelligent people who may have external leprosy, external poverty, external no husband, external no job, external no money. But internally in their brain, they are able to process information and realize that I may not have any money, but I've got health. And it is enough to tell someone that he's a healing Jesus. No matter how bad your situation is, he has done something good for you. And it is enough. Experiencing God in church for three weeks is enough to tell someone that come and see. And the lepers, they left it. They left it. How much can you eat? And they went. They went. Because what the lepers knew is what you don't know. That your salvation is incomplete without the salvation of other people. Yes, because your, your salvation is incomplete. Because, because, let me tell you, I don't know, maybe your pastor hasn't told you. Salvation is not just about going to heaven. Salvation is a very big package. Sozo. Big. It's bigger than going to heaven. Within salvation is healing. It's provision. It's health. It's prosperity. And one big word in Sozo is deliverance. And some of you, your deliverance, the person who will help you to be delivered is out there. There is a provision for your life. The person to provide it is not born again. <laughs> you don't get the point I'm making, eh? I said there's a provision. Maybe the, the, even the girl you marry is outside. And that girl you marry, your marriage is part of your salvation. Your peace of mind. I, I had a meeting recently. A lady. She, has, she just delivered about three, four months. And she came to the meeting with a crying baby. I had to suck her. I said, you, you, I'm, I'm sorry. I love you. But you can't be here with the baby crying. So she left. Because there is no one to help her to even carry her baby. Perhaps the girl who will help her to take care of her children is not born again. She's in town. That if she were to go out and win a soul, that soul may, may, may well be in her life helping her to care for her children so she could pursue her ministry. Your salvation is incomplete without the salvation of others. David said, I was glad even to come to church. Sometimes you need someone to call you and say, let us. And if that person who will say us is in town, then your ability to go to church is in question. Your salvation is incomplete. The lepers knew that we can't. I mean, okay, so we will eat and eat and we won't die. And then we will go to a city where everybody is dead. How can a city be filled with only four lepers? The happiness, the ability to enjoy the gold and the silver also hinged on having people around them. Your prosperity is incomplete without the prosperity of others. Your salvation is incomplete. As you sit in the church, selfishly or wickedly or unintelligently beckoning to others and telling them, come. Sometimes the person, I told you the other day, that's how my wife got a husband. That's how my wife got a husband. She was in church. The first day I got into church, very beautiful church, first Sunday I was in church, she, 
she, she was prophesying. They were in worship, and I heard somebody prophesying, speaking. That said the Lord. This is 33 years ago. When I attend, it was Mariam. Say, hey, this girl's not a small girl in, 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 in this church. Yeah. She was she, she was the one, she was about 16 years old. She was the one serving the pastor. When the pastor has international guests, 16 years, she was the one ch- putting them into hotels. Yes. Getting them the food, arranging for cars to pick them from hotel to the conference. 16, 1, 6. I know it because I know it. She was fine. I mean, what more do you need? If you have a pastor who cares for you, a pastor who cares, who loves you, who speaks to you, who guides you, and she had it. She was caring for American preachers. Oh, yes. That's a church. That, that my pastor, that pastor, the church I got born again in, it's, it's that pastor who officiated Pastor Mensah Otadol's marriage. It's not a small church. It was not a small church. It was the church in the country, but it was not in Accra. <laughs> All international guests would pass to Kutuka, to Takrade. That was the church, living praise. And my wife, 16 years older, she was the chief protocol person. Very, very hard working. Very intelligent. <laughs> but as she analyzed her life, she said, no, I'm not doing well. I'm not doing well. I've got a good life. My pastor loves me. I meet Americans. I meet, I'm a little girl. Little girl of 16 years. I'll think about it. <laughs> said, no, let me go out. Let me go out and win a soul. Let me go out and win souls. So in the school where we were having vacation classes, she was the one. After doing breaks, she would gather GSTS, bad boys, St. John's, and be preaching to them. And I got caught also in the fan belt. <laughs> Before I knew it, I was going to church. <laughs> but in spite of having a pastor or having a, you would need a husband also. You see, you see. You see you cannot have a life where you are only storing what you are getting. A day will come, you will discover that you need somebody that gold and silver cannot replace certain human beings in your life. Maybe the person to shine your shoes for you one day, who, because he's not in your life, may let you lose a contract because you are going to wear an unpolished pair of shoes. And it will tell what type of person you are. That person is not born again. The person who must teach your daughter French. French. So that her eight ones is complete. She's not born again. So your daughter will get seven ones and a six. And not get Wesley girls. Because of your wickedness. We do not well. So they went and made others also because their salvation was only complete when others also enjoyed it. And after all, how much can one person eat? I mean, have you not been blessed today? You sitting here and a thousand others hearing the same message, does it change your level of absorption? doesn't change anything. You will still get your portion. You will still get your portion. This month of July, may you go to the king's house and tell them that something is happening to me in church. Come also and enjoy and lives will be changed. And for every life that is changed, your little life changes as well. Rise to your feet. Close your eyes, please. Please, let's end the service with your eyes closed. Father, we thank you for the blessing of being in your house. No movement, please. We thank you. We do not well. You are always inviting people to come. You are always inviting people to come. Always inviting people to come. 
but you are using us. He said, pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he may send. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed today, every eye closed, every head bowed. You are here today, you are not born again. You want to say, pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Pastor, I need Jesus. Please pray for me. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you there. I want to, yes, you want to be born again. Just lift, yes. Pastor, you know, I, I'm not a thief. I'm not a prostitute. I'm not a killer. I, I just don't know Jesus. I've not received him. Please pray for me. Lift your hand high. I want to pray for you to receive Jesus Christ into your life. Lift it high above your head. I want to see your hand. Yes. You are about to take the most important step of your life. Lift it high. Don't look to your left. Don't look to your right. Salvation is not in groups. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Father, help me. Lord, I want to know you. Bring me close to you. If your hand is up, I want you to take a step and come to me here. I want to pray for you right here. Come. Come on to Jesus. Give him your life today. Come and stand. Do you want to give your life to Jesus Christ? Are you already born again? You want to give your life? You are you are already saved. Are you, do you want to receive Jesus today? Why are you in front here? Because you look reluctant. So do you want to go back? Or you want to stand here and say the prayer with me? Okay, lift your two hands and let's pray. Lift your two hands and say after me, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sins. I've gone very far from you. And I have done many bad things. I have defiled my body. And I have destroyed my beautiful life. Today, I return to you. Please receive me. Please wash me. Please cleanse me. And have mercy on me. From today, I make this church my home. I will abide here. I will grow here. I will enjoy the blessings here. And call others to also come and enjoy it. Thank you for my salvation. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.